Today on the show, I'm happy to have Aaron and Lance. They're co-founders of Data Prime. It is machine learning and AI for all. So why Data Prime? Why now? First off, 2030. 2030 is the year that China asserts it will be the world's superpower, not by might, but by artificial intelligence. And the United States uh, National Council on Artificial Intelligence came up with, will beat China to that by 2025. And every single time I've stood as a keynote speaker and asked the audience, do you feel confident that we are moving towards 2025 AI superiority worldwide? And I asked them to raise their hands. Do you know how many times I have had people raise their hands over at least 10 of these uh, lectures? Absolutely zero. Zero. That's right. You don't see it happening fast enough. And so companies like what Data Prime is doing are needed to not only develop solutions that are scalable for large companies and defense and government, but as well as for the small and medium companies. And it has to happen now. It has to happen with growing the base of the pyramid, the base of the pyramid that our solutions and our people. And then secondly, I also would like to call out that I believe we are living in like a PC moment for artificial intelligence. At IBM, they originally forecasted that there only be, that there only need to be five computers worldwide. I think you probably have five computing devices on your person right now, Chad. <laughs> so with Accurate. that being not only did the PC accelerate and permute into all space of our lives, think about how much faster artificial is going to, artificial intelligence is going to do that. And I'll actually challenge the audience and you to think about how long will it take for there to be more artificial intelligence engines than there are humans on our earth. There are already more cell phones than there are humans on earth. Now just think about how much faster can an artificial intelligence be developed and permute and scale. So things to think about. So that is why data prime is here. Lance and I have that background. We have a kind of perspective and we are trying to revolutionize and bring and install machine learning, artificial intelligence for everybody, not only in their business, but as well in how they revolutionize what they learn and education. So you really think that the U.S. can beat out China in this aspect? I, I know we will. I know we will. Here's why. If we look back to how the United States has come through every single kind of other challenge in this past, it's been not through the people wearing nice suits and drive fancy cars. It's been by the American, the grassroots, the blue collar patriot. And we take these programs to the colleges and have the certificates and associates programs. The same thing that has saved the United States in the past will save it again. The blue collar workforce that helps it not only for the Fortune 100, but for every other small and medium company and the places where security and prosperity are also important, but also most vulnerable. How do we deploy and make sure the U.S. economy and, and all the businesses, the ones that just need better pricing and better optimization and better forecasting and just better ways of doing their business to grow the economy organically by getting rid of waste, just the same way that Lean Six Sigma was a revolution for manufacturing and distribution in the 80s and 90s from the Toyota production system. So being able to take a lot of it, and that's what Data Prime for All as well is trying to do, is saying, is there a faster, better way? that a lot of the heartland companies out there can make better decisions about their business, be more profitable and lift the economy. A lot of that people think that means getting rid of jobs. It's absolutely not. And that's what Aaron has talked about with some of the, the colleges and communities is that yes, you need to go find a different skill set potentially from where you used to do truck driving or working in the coal mines or whatever example you want to give, but there's a lot of opportunities to be a part of the ecosystem if people are willing to, to, to participate. And that helps companies, that helps them get hired and participate. So I break it into two sections, right? How do we help the economy for Hull? And then this super arms race for the 
the big one, right? The big artificial intel- uh, general intelligence. I think when it's done that super well, I think, Chad, one of the things that, that I've been most annoyed about being an operations researcher, which would be like the oldest term for all of this, goes back to Alan Turing, right? Having been in this field since I graduated in Academy 2003 at seeing it permute, you've had lots of things come along, data science, big data, machine learning. It's all had lots of names and lots of terms. It's just a hype cycle. And so if you were to throw out years and people throw out terms, I don't think that's fair. It's really more advantageous for us to get around the facts and talk about where we've been, what's actually been developed and where we're going. And some of those threats, hey, it's going to put so many Americans out of work. Is that a bigger problem for America or is that a bigger problem for Chan China when you start to look at actual population numbers and not just one or study throughout? What about education in the school systems of the Chinese population, uh, children knowing how to code versus American children knowing how to code? Yeah, I think that is a problem. I think that's a challenge. I think as I've stood in, as I stepped into a little bit of the education arena and helping community colleges adopt and adapt what they teach and how they teach. Just the, the way they are structured, they are not incentivized to change. And I think that is a challenge that we have with us and is who takes some strong leadership to uh, both state, local, and nationally towards to, to move not only the K through 12, but as well as the colleges and universities uh, towards more adaptive learning. That's why you see so many massive online open courses, right? Because they're going to those fountains of knowledge because they're not getting it in their own bags that tracks. Agreed. And then Lance, on the general intelligence versus the stage we're in now, which I feel is more machine learning, data analytics, and processing. Mm-hmm. Where do you, how far away do you think we are from getting to that general artificial intelligence? It's a great question. A lot of people are, are trying to map computing power to Moore's law, which was obviously about the, the processor speeds increasing and, co- and cost reducing on the curve. <clears throat> so if you follow that curve, the exponential curve that, that we've been basically tracking on, there's a lot of arguments out there, which I, I ascribe to, which is essentially that the larger technology boom is following that curve as well. He was looking at a microcosm, but there really is this larger push to it. So if you follow that curve up and, and we don't, and we start finding ways across the nanogate processing and all the different issues that everyone kept saying that, oh. We're the size of a silicon atom now on these gates. We can't go any lower. There's an artificial limit here on compute power. Now you're seeing quantum start to step in. You're finding new ways. Like we're still somehow, some way, there's a lot of ways breaking through that barrier to keep the compute going on the curve to hit there. Because ultimately what you're saying is for an artificial general intelligence is you're training models of models of models and layers, and they just keep building this behemoth architecture that we've seen now in chat GPT transformers really going hard at the models and all of this data, we're getting some really scary results to people saying, holy cow, I can talk to this thing, but that's still just the sun sunrise. Like we're just tipping our head up over the horizon on what eventually comes, how fast we go. If you believe that exponential curve goes, you're talking mid 2030s to early 2040s of when that will be achieved according to the back of the napkin there. Now, do we hit more roadblocks that make us plateau, diminishing return kind of things on the curve that would slow it down and push it out? I think it'll happen because humans are easy with, we're easy to fool ultimately. That was the Turing test, right? Can you tell that you're talking to a computer? I think we've already, we're already for most, the average intelligence human being, 100 IQ. <laughs> Chat GPT, if you said that was someone at, on in a call center in India or, or in the Philippines or whatever, they might 
can be fooled. So we're getting close to that at the moment. But what does it mean to actually be able to do tasks really well, better than a human across the board, which is the AGI kind of threshold? I think it's going to happen. I, I, if you put a gun in my head and said, when, when's it going to be? I'd say 2045. <laughs> so that's, I don't know who's going to do it. If we have constraints from our government that say, you can't do this, you can't, you got to go slow to be safe, which I'm not saying is the wrong answer. But if the Chinese government, for example, doesn't have those same constraints, it might happen there first. We just don't know. Have, have you ever seen like what people imagine the year 2023 would look like and they draw it, right? And it looks <laughs> preposterous, right? Flying cars or sometimes people walking across water with hot air balloons and things like that. They're really entertaining to go and look up. But I think the same things that Lance and I are saying are analogous to that. Now, we can say when we think AGI is going to come on, but we have no idea exactly what it's going to look like or when it's going to come along. I think when we talk about intelligence, there's a difference between knowing and thinking. I think computers and, and artificial intelligence already know much, much more than I ever learned. So they are already intellectually much more knowledgeable than I, but they do not think. But how do we define thinking? And this is where I think in the community, in the field, we're going to start to see some interesting research and definitions. What's the difference between intelligence, consciousness, and sentience? I would say the AI may never be conscious and it may never be sentient. So at that point, where do we come up with things like AI rights and so forth? It will always have IQ and EQ, intellectual quotient, and perhaps even emotional quotient. But I doubt we'll have CQ or AQ, adaptability and creativity. That's yeah. almost a good thing. Because then <laughs> we don't get replaced completely. Yeah, this so is, uh, you, I'm, definitions I'm are important here, for sure. How does a human provide value in the future, right? When I can no longer be as smart as a machine, I need to be more creative and more adaptable than the machine. No. And they might have better memories than us. Yeah, that's very possible. Art does. Art does. Yeah. And then if you believe the Neuralink stuff, then one of the arguments I think Elon makes is that we have to do this eventually because the speed of what, what you think, and this is his paraphrasing, but is that they will start accelerating to the point where human assisted brains by, by chips and everything else are the only things they're going to be able to keep up eventually. And then we eventually still lose that war too. <laughs> so isn't it futile then if you make that argument, but uh, apparently he still wants to try, but th th this is the far out so, stuff, yeah. but, um, Chad, but bringing you back to the business that data prime and what Lance and I are doing, there are very few customers that we go to where we're ever talking about how we're going to put on their roadmap, an AGI. Lance, I don't think we've ever had that conversation, right? No, no. one has ever asked. A matter of fact, they are just frustrated with getting past some of the first barriers to analytics and data cleaning, data engineering, data operations, all of those basic grassroots things that then enable very sophisticated models. So when we talk about chat GPT and all the things that are out there, they're built upon these things called foundational models. Those foundational models have enormous amounts of data. And so until we have those enormous amounts of data, there are not going to be the foundational models in place to do all these other things that we think are going to cannibalize human jobs. Will it happen? Perhaps eventually, but there's a lot of work that's going to have to go through. And I don't think we're going to be having flying cars in 2023, just like we won't be having AGI anytime soon. Either. Yeah, we're just going underground with the cars. That was Elon's plan. So why are we going to fly? Right? Yeah. So if one of our listeners wanted to learn more about Data Prime or get in touch, how could they do? Yeah, our website is... Yeah, our website is prime.ai. And so they can come check out all of our information. We talk about some of the use cases that are there for a business. Again, a lot of the focus is how do I do things like 
better pricing, inventory optimization, wh whatever it is, those use cases for their company, but doing it in a way that's not very expensive, that doesn't have long integration times. We're an alternative to big package software that says we're going to be a giant machine learning platform and it's going to take 12 months to implement and a big consulting cost to get it there. And then it's going to take over everything. We're more saying, let's dip your toe in, let's find some really important use cases and connect to your existing tech stack the best we can to use the data you have, meet you where your data is. So now you can have models working for you to help you run the business and make better decisions, but not be so cumbersome that we're going to take all your time and, and, and cause a lot of issues for your existing staff. So again, the PC mobile for AI, no one ever had one of these big push card computers that consumed a whole room in their house. It's when they could go on a laptop and could be fast and affordable that it, that it got into their hands. And that's what Lansom and I and our whole team are helping to pioneer and deliver. Make sure to check out Data Prime with Lance and Aaron. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Failing to Success. Thanks for listening. Make sure to smash that subscribe button and we'll see you next time.